Two hunters are reported missing in Bear Mountain National Forest. The Midwest sees the worst drought in 30 years. Civil unrest is imminent. The Northeast power grid has blacked out. Economists fear the worst with falling markets. In other news, the pandemic has gone global. Survival Tech. Welcome to episode six of Survival Tech. I'm Matt, and with me is Corey. How you doing, buddy? Good. How are you tonight? All pretty good. Uh, we're doing a Skype call again. Uh, we did have a problem. We, we tried putting out an episode um, face-to-face. Um, we had a little bit of problems. We had some background noise that just we could not get out. Um, so we'll go ahead and, and we're going to record through Skype. Um, we're talking about everyday carry items. Um, we're going to go ahead and talk about some housekeeping first. And uh, Corey, why don't you go ahead and start off with that? We do have a new member. Yeah, I'd like to welcome uh, TJ Tradecraft to the Survival Tech website, and I uh, would like to thank him for becoming a member. He's also posted to our forum, and we want to let you know that uh, we have we have been unable to respond to it, um, but I hope to uh, as soon as I can. I'm going to try and do that right after this podcast that we that we do. Um, but we have listened to it, and you brought up some great points about uh, vehicle survival or vehicle preparedness uh, in a winter situation. So I'd like to thank you for that. Uh, we are also excited to announce that once we hit 25 members, right now we're at nine members on our website, which is www.survivaltech.webs.com. Uh, once we hit 25 members, we're going to do a small prize package. Um, that prize package is to be determined exactly what it's going to incorporate, um, but we're excited about it, and we uh, can't wait to get that many num- that many members and get that out to you guys. All right. Um, everyday carry items. Yes. Um, I'll go ahead and start. One everyday carry item that I always wear, I have swapped all of my boot laces with paracord. Um, I've got just lace-up boots that I wear every single day to work. And uh, I've went ahead and I've taken the boot laces out, and I've used, I've swapped it with black paracord. It looks fine. The only, the only thing is when you decide to do that, make sure you leave yourself extra and a little bit longer than what, what your regular laces are, um, just in case, because you're also going to have to double knot the paracord. Uh, the sheathing is so slippery. Um, it, it will hold a knot. You know, everybody knows that paracord will hold a knot, but depending on the knots, it will back itself out. And uh, you can't just do a regular shoelace knot with it. If you go ahead and do a double knot on it, um, it will stay all day and uh, not a problem. But that sheathing is, is very slippery. Um, so just keep that in mind if, if you plan to do that. And I always have paracord with me with that. One thing I want to throw out there with that, is that every time I hear, you know, someone what someone carries, I try to incorporate, you know, what I can do better in my own everyday carry. And I'm constantly changing my everyday carry items to see different needs, what I like better. And that's one thing that I, I don't have incorporated in any of my everyday carry is cordage. And that's an excellent way of carrying it. One of the things I always carry on me is actually attached to my keychain. And that's a small set of vice grips and a small crescent wrench. You can pick them up at virtually any hardware store um, around. Uh, I try to grab 
about the smallest I can get that actually be useful. Uh, I think mine, without actually measuring it, they're about two, two and a half inches. Um, could possibly be three. Um, but it's just a small set, a nice, sturdy uh, crescent wrench, um, adjustable wrench, and uh, a vice grips. Um, so many different uses for it that you know you can use for changing the battery um, on the terminals. Um, just anything that the vice grips kind of incorporate with the adjustable wrench nicely because it gives you um, two wrenches to be able to hold on to both a nut and a bolt. And with the vice grips, you can almost grab onto any head of any bolt. Uh, it could be a hex head, it could be you know a Phillips or an Allen head. Um, you can grab onto that nicely if it's enough there, and you'll be able to use the crescent wrench to get the nut off on the other side. So I always try to carry. Um, well, they're attached to my keychain as a, uh, a small crescent wrench and a vice grips. That's a really good idea. I might think about doing that myself. Uh, one thing that's really nice about that is you can actually use those together, Corey, and get a little bit more, more torque on the nut or the bolt, whatever you're trying to pull out. And uh, you know, if it's just not going and not breaking free for you, you can actually use those together and get a little bit of extra leverage. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, that makes it you know almost a six-inch leverage point. Um, if you attach the vice grips to it, and uh, I, I do believe the, the sturdiness of mine, mine is just, um, I don't even think it's a name brand on it, um, on either one, uh, but that, you know, make sure that you get them and that they're sturdy and that, you know, they work, the functionality of them are there. Um, I've had some in the past that, you know, you clamp down on vice grips and it just, you know, pops right back open. Um, so, you know, make sure that they're, they'll work for you, but they're a great tool to carry with you all the time. Well, that's, that sounds really good. I've got one that, that I carry on my keychain, um, carry with me all the time. And it's one of those, uh, the P38 can openers, a uh, military style can opener. Um, there's a lot of, I, I just have the Army Surplus. I went to Army Surplus store and bought them. They're like 35 cents each. Um, I've seen them at Dunham Sports. Um, I've seen them at uh, a couple of the, the local gun stores around. Um, I think I've seen them at Dick's even. Um, Dick Sporting Goods, back in the camping section. Um, you know, they, they come in different names, but it's pretty much the flip-out can opener. And uh, there isn't a can out there that these little guys can't tear right through. Um, they're great. And they also double as a pretty heavy-duty, uh, like a like a stubby uh, screwdriver. Um, I've actually used one at work uh, to take some screws out, and, and man, you, you can't beat it. You can't beat it. It's got, it's got hundreds of uses, and... Uh, you know, if you if you have the 35 cents or you know like it like at Dicks and Dunham's and you know a couple of the, the bigger stores, um, you know they're two or three bucks for two of them. If next time you're walking by and you see one, go ahead and grab them because uh, they're they're definitely worth their their weight in gold. That's a great point. I gotta get another set. Um, that is something that once you buy it, you want to put it on your keychain right away um, because if you take it out of the package and lay it down, uh, it may come up missing with mine. Um, <laughs> So if any of you else have done that, if you find yours, look for mine, because it could be somewhere around there, too. Another thing that I always keep on me, whether it be in my pocket or in my coat pocket, um, is a pencil and a pad of paper. Um, just a small pad of paper, um, and actually I carry a pen, not a pencil. Um, but it's nice to be able to write down different things. Uh, you never know when you need to write something down from a license plate number um, of someone you know on the road or uh, directions to, you know, somewhere where you may be or um, need to get to, or as landmarks so you can find your way around. Um, I use a pad and paper to write, you know, things down all day. Um, and it's a nice tool, a reference tool that you can refer back to um, in case you need. One thing that, that I also carry, and it's another 
it's more cordage, is I am really hard on watch bands. Leather usually lasts me between eight eight months to a year, and then I'm replacing uh, leather watch band. Um, I've had two nylon watch bands, and the nylon is just it's it, they last about six months. You know that's that's really pushing it. Um, I got tired of replacing my watch bands. I've got a really nice watch that my wife bought me for Christmas a couple years ago, and there's nothing wrong with this watch, but I just can't keep bands on it. So what I did was I, I got on YouTube um, a long time ago and uh, started looking at these survival bracelets and uh, learned to cover weave. You know, it's very easy. Went ahead and uh, started incorporating um, my own way to... Uh, make it one solid piece all the way through and uh, weaving it that way. And uh, so I went ahead and I did a cobra weave and made a watch band out of it. And I wear it every day. And uh, it, it's it's really held up. I've I've had it on for about the last three months, and it looks just as good as as when I, when I first braided it up. So, and I've got, I mean, it might be between six and eight foot of paracord um, in this. So it's a little bit extra, but... Put that with your bootlaces, and, and you've got some, some decent cordage with you all the time. That's another excellent way to carry cordage. I've never tried doing a cover weave, and I would like to learn. I'd like to teach myself um, or have you teach me. Uh, I see that as, you know, a lot of people do it online. I see they're out there everywhere. A lot of Boy Scout troops are making them. Uh, so I don't think that it would be, you know, it's a problem to learn. And I think that's how I'm going to try and incorporate cordage in, into my everyday carry. But I would like to take it a step farther. Uh, after you know, seeing what you can do with it and seeing what other people have done with it, I think I would like to make an entire belt. Yes. Uh, in, fact, in fact, I've, uh, I've started a, a gunsling. And the gunsling um, was actually tripled up. You braid it one way down and another way up and then another way back down. And it will make it extremely thick. And uh, that will probably be what you want to do with a belt. Um, to, to all of our listeners out there, um, I, okay, I was in Dick's uh, Sporting Goods the other day, and uh, they're just browsing around, and up at their counter, they have, you know, these survival bracelets is what they're calling them. And I've seen them all over. All these different places are pushing them. The quality isn't great, but they're using, you know, real cheap plastic buckles. And I'm just sitting here, and I'm looking at my watch band. And it's like, wow, that's, that's the same buckle that I've got. Now, um, on my real, you know, put in parentheses, survival bracelet that I have, I have a paracord um, that's that's uh, doubled. So I've got cobra weave up and then a cobra weave back down. So it's real nice and thick. Um, that doesn't look right on a watch. You, you need it a little bit, you know, thinner so it actually um, fit the watch head. Um, before a straight bracelet, if you double it, you know, it, it looks pretty masculine that way. I actually have a galvanized steel anchor shackle, and uh, so you know that's that's extremely tough. And uh, let's see, mine I think it's rated like 530 pounds, so I can actually use that to you know tie it off you know to whatever I'm using. But you know if if I have to unravel it, but you know that that's what I have. But I'm, I'm looking at these these survival bracelets that are out, and it just it boggles my mind that they're they're paying 12 bucks. For this, and I'm looking at the plastic buckle, and, and I do have plastic buckle on, on my watch, and that's just for ease of you know getting it off and on, and, and so it looks halfway decent. 
and I'm working on. I don't have this, you know, shackle, you know, under, on my wrist. Um, but I'm looking at the buckle, and I used a dog collar buckle, and I got it at the Dollar Tree. And, uh, you know, Corey can make all, all of his jokes about me being so cheap, but it's true. Um, so, so I'm, you know, I'm using a, a buckle off of a, you know, dollar, dollar store dog collar. And it's like, wow, for, for $16, I can buy 300 feet of paracord. So to all of our listeners out there, you know, the moral of my story and my rant here, go ahead and learn the skill. And then instead of, you know, buying the one survival bracelet, you can go ahead and make slings and survival bracelets and belts and everything else. Learn the skill and do it yourself, you know, and save, your, save yourself some money. You know, I'm, I'm sorry, but I, I could see maybe selling these for, for $5. And, you know, that, that would be, you know, everybody would make money on that. But, so yeah, yeah, definitely save your money and go ahead and just learn how to do it yourself, guys. Yeah, I've seen those in stores, and I thought to myself, you know, for that price, you can buy, you know, a whole bunch of paracord. Uh, you just need the time and know-how and patience to, you know, teach yourself or um, have someone show you how to make one. And that's okay. what I plan on doing. Yeah, you, you can actually make them extremely quick. It's just, you know, once you start playing with different uh, different thicknesses, you know, because then you got to braid down, and then however long it took you to braid down, it's going to take the same amount of time to braid back. So your belt might take you a little bit, a little bit of, you know, time, but it'll look pretty cool, Corey. I guarantee it. Another thing that I never leave the house without um, is a lighter. A nice, you know, just a cheap, big lighter. I have a bunch of them laying around the house. Um, and I try to throw one in my pocket every time I walk out the door. I got one sitting next to my keys. Um, I don't smoke anymore, but uh, I, I, a lighter, especially a big lighter, um, so everyone's got them laying around the house or shouldn't have them laying around if you have kids. But um, around the house, we're lighting candles or, or whatnot. And to have an, an instant flame um, is, you know, a nice advantage to have. Um, you never know when you need it because you can use it to, to cut cord um, that I've, you know, done in the past. I've used it to cut, um, to burn the uh, insulation off of wires, um, to stripping them. Um, you can use it to, um, really, the, uh, there's many uses for it. Um, I was just going to say, you know, shrinking shrink tube around a wire. I do that all the time at work. Mm-hmm. Um because it's too much time to go get, you know, a blow, you know, an air gun, a heat gun, and, you know, plug it in and go through all that when a lighter just works just as good. So I always try to keep a lighter in my pocket. I just carry a, a, you know, disposable big lighter. Good for 2,000 lights. Or so they say. I've never counted. <laughs> maybe maybe that should be the next video that you post on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have something better to review than if it lights 2,000 times. <laughs> 2,000 lights by Corey. Um, I think you've heard us talk about uh, my friend Andy from work um, in the past, uh, po- or yeah, on the past podcast um, that we we're going to try and get him on the show. Uh, he has a survival knife that he has, um, and in the end of it, you can unscrew the cap and you can put different things in it. He actually put a mini big lighter inside of the end of a survival knife which was a great idea, and it fit perfect, and there was still room on the sides of it to fit your fishing line and hooks and sinkers and, you know, whatever else. But he has a mini big lighter in the end of his survival knife, which I thought was just a fantastic idea. That has got to be an episode. Um, it's got to be definitely an audio episode 
And it definitely has to be a video episode that we post on YouTube. Where possibly a couple of us get together. And we go ahead and we show off our Rambo-style knives with the, uh, the cap that unscrews. We go ahead and we review them. And then uh, we make each other guess what's in the handle. And then we come up with the most bizarre and strange and neat stuff that we can get in the handle. And see if we can, you know, what kind of reaction we can get out of the other guys. That, I think that'd be a good episode. I think that would be extremely fun to do. I mean, Danny comes out with some unique stuff. He's like, man, why didn't I think of that? Yeah, the guy is something else. He's really neat to be around. Let's see. Um, another thing that I constantly carry, and um, it might be overkill, but I carry not only a um, not only a multi-tool, but I also carry a, uh, a folding lockback knife. Um well, not lockback. I actually have a liner lock right now that I'm using. Um, but it's a it's a rescue knife. Um, I'm gonna get more into the knife in a little bit. Um, as as Corey keeps bringing up in, in every episode about how I kind of tend to lean more towards the cheap side of things. Um, while that may be true, um, I also tend to lean more towards you know quality for your dollar. Um, I have a Shop Basics um, multi-tool. Um, it's it's fairly good size. It's it's got the spring assist on it uh, for opening and closing the pliers. Um, it's got just a basic. It's got like two different blades. It's got an awl. It's got a saw. Uh, the saw don't don't use your saws that, that come with them. They're they're never great. Carry a piece of hacksaw with you. Anyway, that's that's beside the point. But um, yeah, it's just, it's just got, you know, basic, it might be a 12-function knife um, or a multi-tool, the, but it, it's really built well. Uh, the pivot pin in the in the head is actually nice and big, and and it allows, you know, real good movement. Um, the pins that attach the plier head to the handles, they're big. Um, the handles are actually really nice and stout, and that's what you're looking for. Um, quite a few years ago, I bought um, it, it's an American camper and multi tool. It's it costs like five dollars. It was it was when Leathermans were were really the rage. You know, I mean, you, you couldn't you know touch a Leatherman for under you know ninety bucks you know back in the day. Um, but you were also paying for really good quality. You know, I, I'm not knocking Leatherman at all. Like, okay, I've got five bucks. You know, let, let me see if I even you know like having one of these. And uh, it was pretty much just made out of stamped metal, some you know some junk that was made over in China. Um, but it was something to see if I liked it. And if I tore it up, it was only five bucks, no big deal. Well, I actually still have that and I used it to help fix my car, um, a couple weeks ago. So, and I probably had that thing about 12 years now and I, I have not, I'm, I haven't necessarily abused it, but I haven't really babied it either. And it, it's still, you know, all the blades are, you know, I keep them sharp and, and, uh, it's 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 good enough, but but this shop basics one that I carry every day, that is pretty stout, and I think I paid like six dollars and ninety nine cents for it. Um, you can find those at at Big Lots, Big Lots Odd Lot stores, and uh, you know go go check it out. They also have a brand called Sheffield, and uh, I believe I talked in another podcast about the mini Sheffield that I usually carry, um, especially in my tackle box and and everything else. Um, Sheffield is a pretty decent off-brand as well. You can find those at AutoZone, Big Lots, and and I'm not sure if Advanced Auto Parts has them, but 
but yeah, that's it's something to look forward to. Yeah, I carry a, um, or I used to carry a Gerber suspension multi-tool. And why did um, you used to carry that, Corey? Well, I used to carry it because I broke the knife part. And how did um, that happen? I was using it to cut a heavy, thick belt at work. Um, I work maintenance at a distribution center. So, wait a minute. So you were, you probably weren't using it correctly, right? I was not using it correctly. I was not using it for what it was designed to cut through. Um, and I applied too much force, and I broke the locking part back. So it goes, it locks back, at a, or it folds back to 180 degrees, and then probably another 15 degrees past that. <clears throat> so... It is broke. My rubber suspension tool is broke. The knife is broke. Everything else works fine. Um, and looking at Gerber's website and th- reading some reviews on it, Gerber will take it back and replace it or fix it. I just don't know if it's worth actually sending it to them as far as the shipping charges because the knife you can buy brand new for $29.99. Really? Excuse me. Yes. So it's not a you know overly expensive knife. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if that came through on the podcast, and we can leave it in here. But that baby crying. <laughs> Gerber.com is not Gerber Knives, just to let all of our listeners know. Um, so if you're trying to get to Gerber.com, don't type in, or Gerber Knives, don't type in Gerber.com. That takes you to the baby, dude. <laughs> Oh, well, I didn't hear it on my end, so I'm going to leave this all into the podcast because this is kind of funny. That's, that is funny. I don't know how you didn't hear it, but <laughs> it's GerberGear.com. Takes you to Gerber Knives, just for our listeners to know. If you hold on with me just one second. Um, that knife does have a uh, spring-assisted pliers and scissors. Um, it has a knife, Phillips and flathead screwdriver, um, and then the the... Extra attachments that unfold from the multi tool and they actually lock in position and they actually have an unlock that you have to um, squeeze in order to to release them. I'm not a real big fan of Gerber, um, but if I was going to buy a multi tool that was more name brand, I would probably lean towards the Gerber, um, just because I I don't want to pay the seventy seven dollars for the Leatherman and I like the look of Corey's Gerber and it actually I've used it before. It it's got a nice feel to it. It's like now right size. The knife when I first got it, I mean the factory blade on it, I remember being extremely sharp right out of the box. Um, because I took it, I first had it right before I went on duck hunting, and I ended up having to. I just had a brand new Mojo duck, and I had to use it to kind of shave down the plastic on the Mojo duck in order to get the. Um, the holder rod to fit into it correctly, um, and it just shaved it just like a razor blade. That was the first time I actually used it. The biggest, I love the feel of it. Um, it's heavy, but it's not too heavy. Um, it fits your hand well. But I didn't, the nylon case that came with it, um, the belt loop on it, it broke off in a matter of months. Um, it just ripped the threads, you know, ripped right out of it. So that was, you know, the biggest downfall besides, you know, me using it improperly um, was the sheet, the nylon sheet that came with it. Did not hold up as well as the, the multi tool itself. You know, I'm a big fan of going ahead and replacing your sheath with leather. Well, the the knife that I carry um, right now is a liner lock. It is a spring assisted. It's by Master Cutlery. In fact, you can actually see my knife 
on our YouTube channel. If you just go ahead and go to YouTube and you type in Survival Tech Podcast, you can pull us right up and uh, check out the channel. We actually have a couple knife reviews in there. Um, we also have some other neat things in there as well. We'll talk more about that at the end of the show. Um, but as far as knife reviews, you can see my Master Cutlery Rescue uh, Liner Lock that I carry. Um, it is spring assist. It's got the seatbelt cutter and the integrated glass breaker that's in the bottom of the handle. Um, Master Cutlery, I believe, was having problems. I think they had on a couple other YouTube reviews before I bought my knife. Uh, there were some people complaining about how the glass breaker tip was actually unscrewing. So I believe it was an actual threaded piece um, a while ago, but this is actual integrated into the frame. And uh, it's nothing fancy. Um, it's extremely quick uh, coming out. And um, it's just a, a decent knife. It's got aluminum handles. It's blaze orange and black. And uh, it only costs $6.99. And it, it keeps a pretty decent edge on it. Um, I've only had to sharpen it twice since I've had it. And uh, one was, you know, sharpen it just to get it sharpened and. I touched it up uh, about a week ago um, just to put an edge back on it, but I use my knife every single day, so I didn't think that's too bad. No, and I like to throw out there, I carry the same knife, just in a different color and with the modified Tonto blade. They're pretty nice. I mean, you, you pay for I, I like it. it. It's The action is quick. It opens smoothly. Um, it's fairly sharp right out of the box. Um, I I don't have any complaints with it so far. Yeah, and that's it's built sturdy, and that's the thing. We're we're not out to break these knives, but we're definitely going to use them, and not necessarily abuse them, but we're going to actually put them to some to some use and to some work, and uh, you know, hopefully we can hopefully we can get uh, you know a, a good review and a good rating on it, you know, to pass it on to you guys. As far as right now, we're both extremely happy with the, with these knives. Um, the problem is we bought them from Smoky Mountain Knife Works. There's some other places online that you can get them, and I believe they're, what, right around $10, Corey, $10, $13 for these knives? Yeah. Which, so you're paying extra, but Smoky Mountain Knife Works, I don't know if it's just them. Um, I have not contacted them yet. I want to contact them because I would like to buy, I would, I would actually like to buy a couple more just to talk back. Um, for when this one does break, I would like to go ahead and just replace it with the same knife. Um, but... It seems like they're being discontinued, and they're being extremely uh, difficult to find. And I don't know if it's just through Smoky Mountain Knife Works or if it's Master Cutlery doing that completely to their inventory. But we just, uh, as soon as we find out from you guys, we will we'll let you know. And we'll probably post it to the YouTube review as well for everybody. In fact, if you go to the YouTube review, it will give you a link to Smoky Mountain Knife Works that you just click on, on the little description, um, and it will take you right there, and that's the that's the exact knife. And right now they're out of stock, so um, and I don't know if they're getting any more, but you know definitely definitely check them out, and if you can get one, grab one. Corey, what do you do for lighting? Do you by any chance do you carry any lighting? Because you might make fun of me, but I actually carry on my keychain. My house key has an integrated LED. And it's a it's a push button house key, and uh, I've got a blue one on my wife's keychain. I've got a red one, um, which is you know kind of like the low light, you know LED. Um, but it's 
you know, it, it's decent, but I, I have crawled around, you know, an engine late at night before, you know, just checking things here and there, you know, with my house key. So what, what, by any chance, what, what do you do for lighting? I carried a Coleman 90 lumen um, flashlight. It was just a solid 90 lumens. Um, I picked it up at Walmart for $24.88. Um, I'm actually on their website right now because um, I couldn't remember the price. Um, and it's uh, about $25, and it's only it's a single um, setting, 90 lumen uh, flashlight. It did have a tactical bezel. Um, it worked great. It was bright. It was small, compact, um, easy to carry, easy to use. But I'm looking to upgrade to something a little bit more tactical, a little bit more um, uses out of it, a little brighter. And I was looking the other day, I was searching for a new one um, two days ago, and I found, but I didn't want to spend the money for like a Surefire, which is like two to $300 for a flashlight. I just don't have that kind of money to put in a flashlight. But I found a Nevo 5557 Redline Tactical LED light. How do you spell that? Because I'm going to look that up myself right now. What is that? Nebo, N-E-B-O. Okay. 5557? Yes, red line tactical LED flashlight. Okay. It's, um, whoa. At high end, the brightest flashlight um, that Nebo has produced to date produces 220 lumens of pure white light on uh, with 100% power. You can drop it to 50% power and get 110 lumens, or 10% power and get 22 lumens. So it's got three modes. and also has an SOS mode, an emergency strobe mode, which provides a full 220 lumens. Um, if I remember right, the SOS mode flashes SOS and Morse code at 220 lumens. That's it. And then I have an emergency strobe mode um, at 220 lumens for strobing, you know, like an assailant that is close to you. Um, this flashlight runs on three AAA batteries, and Walmart has it for 31.49. Not that I'm pushing Walmart. I know there's a lot of people that you know are down on Walmart. Um, but, you know, you can find it on, on Amazon from around that same price. Um, yep. I think it was from, like, 27 to $48 and the day I looked. Target's um, got it for 35 Sears has got it for 31 Wow, so, that's awesome. Um, but it's a cool-looking light. It does have the tactical bezel. And at 220 lumens with all those functions, uh, I do believe this will be my next flashlight. Wow, it says anything above 50 lumens within a 10-yard distance may cause temporary blindness when viewed directly. Wow. That, I like the SOS in Morse code. Yeah. That's pretty slick. Corey, I might have to uh, order one with you, buddy. So it sounds like Matt and I are going to be ordering some of these flashlights. So look forward on our uh, YouTube page for a full review on it. Yeah, definitely. Um, one thing that, that I don't carry that I probably should, at least in the car, is I've got a Dorsey. Um, headlamp. It's 45 lumen. Um, it also has the uh, low light red LED uh, mode for that. Dorsey is now making, I, I believe it's an 80 lumen or 85 lumen model. And I've, of course, I've got the smaller 45 lumen model, but it's great as a headlamp. Um, I got it for Christmas this year. And that might be something, you know, it's not necessarily an everyday carry on you. But it should be an everyday carry, at least in your car. Um, I know that's, that's probably another topic, but uh, I just, I've got TJ uh, Tradecraft's um, 
survival tips for, with winter and car. Um, still running through my head, so it just, you know, this popped in. Um, there's nothing worse than having to change a tire in the dark and trying to hold the flashlight with your mouth as you're working. When you need a light, there's nothing else that will replace a light except the light. Right. But having a headlamp, oh, it, it's so much nicer because it lets, you know, it, it keeps you both your hands free. It keeps your hands free. You don't have to, you know, jockey around with anything else and, you know, trying to hold it with your mouth or underneath your chin and or propping it up and having it roll on you. Yeah. So, you know, just, just an idea, something to, you know, kind of. <laughs> well, since you're throwing stuff out in the car, mm-hmm. in, my, in each of my vehicles, I carry a 4D mag light. 4D cell mag light, um, which is only also, you know, not only is it bright and um, a great flashlight, but it's also a great defensive tool if need be. But we'll hit on that, you know, a little farther uh, in another podcast. That seems to be a great, you know, topic for another podcast in the vehicle um, preparations for survival. Well, I've got I've got one more thing that, that's real small um, before we go on to the big one. And uh, with everyday carry, um, something else that's small that I carry is uh, I actually I've got my ears my ear pierced, um, and I've got it pierced multiple times. Um, so actually, I have earrings with me, and if you have hoop earrings, you always have a supply of fishing hooks. Uh, you can always you know take one out and bend it and shape it and sharpen it and and uh, go to town. So it's something silly, but uh, you know, earrings do come in handy. Absolutely. <clears throat> Pretty good point. Now to the big one. Yes. Okay, Corey and I are both CCW holders for the state of Ohio. So we do uh, we do uh, carry firearms um, when we feel it's necessary. And uh, I, have, I have three firearms um, that I really like to carry and it all depends on on weather um you know the actual weather and and how i'm dressed um to where i'm going and um you know what what i I really feel i need need to have with me um the first is a north american arms um 22 long rifle uh the mini revolver um it's just single action 22 long rifle uh if you play with you know different ammunition um you know, you're talking this gun's maybe a 15, 20 foot gun, but with different ammunitions, you know, you you have a pretty versatile uh, little gun. Um, I'm I'm going to be ordering the holster grip for it. I actually bought the model with the wood grip. Um, my intention all along was to have the holster grip model, but I found it cheaper because um, I also wanted the wood grips as well, um, you know, for show or display or whatever. But um, I actually found it cheaper to order the holster grip separate rather than buying it on the gun and then ordering the wood grip separate. Um, my gun with the wood grips, I got one heck of a deal on it um, at our local gun store. So um, I went ahead and I looked into that for $38. You can have a holster grip. Um, and it pretty much acts like a – it looks very similar to a knife with a, with a pocket clip. And um, uh, I believe that's, that's what you have, Corey, right? Yes, I also carry a North American Arms 22 long rifle, um, but mine does have the holster grip, um, and only the holster grip. I don't have the regular grips. Um, believe me, after shooting 
holster grip, <clears throat> the wood grips, um, holster grip is definitely the way to go. Um, it, it gives your hand a lot more to to hold on to. Uh, it gives you better balance. It keeps the gun from wanting to pop up and stand straight up in your hand. Um, with the wood grips, there's not much to grab onto, so it is. It's kind of a real slippery little gun, and um, after shooting it, you know, it, it wants to come up on you. So it's something to, to keep in mind. Um, now, the Club American Arms um, gun that we're talking about is a single shot, or is a single action five shot revolver. Yes. Um, some people may not think that, you know, or a single action is, you know, good enough to use, but. Um, and last case, you know, worst case scenario, it's nice to have something rather than nothing. Now, I carry four in between four guns. Sometimes I carry, you know, one to three guns at a time. Um, the North American arms that we talked about. Um, and then I also carry a Beretta 380. Um, the Beretta 380 I carry on my ankle um, as a backup gun. It's a, it's a six-shot semi-automatic pistol. Um, it's a fine shooting gun. It does not, um, I don't think I've ever had it jam on me. Um, it is an older gun. It's fairly accurate from, you know, 15, 20 feet. Um, for the size of it, I'm, I'm satisfied with it enough to carry it as a backup, you know, for personal protection. So I trust my life to it. Um, but overall, I, I don't know the model number um, right offhand. Um, but it's a, it's a great shooting little, little gun. I've got a 380 that I carry. Um, I've got a, a Bursa Thunder 380, and for the price of the Bursa, they definitely have everything that I've ever heard about Bursa. They've got a good reputation, and I can attest to that. Um, it's a fine firing gun. Um, for its frame size, and I've got pretty large hands, it's actually pretty comfortable to shoot. Um, it's my wife's gun. Um and she loves it. I've been trying to talk her into uh, maybe upgrading and get a nine. Um, you know, just mainly because of, of the, the price of the ammo alone. But but she will not give up her 380. Uh, she loves that Bursa. And I really enjoy shooting it. And I really like it. Um, it groups very well. So, you know, you can you can find them um, you know, in between 249 to, like, you know, under 300. So... It's it's definitely well worth it, and they're they're nicely built little guns. Yeah, I haven't shot um, with you with our 380s. Um, I don't think I've ever shot your Bursa. Mm, I don't think so either. Um, but I'm looking forward to to taking them out and putting them you know side by side, and you know maybe in a, even in a review, uh, putting the old Breda and your new Bursa side by side, and we'll see how they how they compare. You know that would be great. Uh, cal- caliber compare. Yes, caliber comparison using the same ammunition and the same, and then each of us will shoot each gun mm-hmm. um, at a set of targets, and then we'll uh, compare the findings between the two. I think that'd be a great, a great review. That'd, that'd be really cool. And what, what we need is we need to get some more people um, out there to add, and maybe if our listeners, if you guys have buddies, um, and you've got, you know, maybe one guy's got a SIG and the other one's got a, you know, MMP, um, you know, if you guys are running the same caliber, you know. Feel free to you know send us your results and you know either through you know you can send us an MP3 of what you found you can you know do whatever you want you know, send us a link to a YouTube video you know we'll we'll link to it ourselves and you know that that would be great because there's 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 lots of good guns out there and there's lots of 
guns that that people might overlook and you know when they're when they're out looking for their next purchase that you know there might be that one brand that, that slips by you that might be you know what you're exactly looking for and this is the reason why Matt and I put together Survival Tech, and that was to get information out there for, for everybody to have. We try to compile all the information and then send it back out to you guys. And any help we can get to that is really, really appreciated. Yeah, and I mean, just, you know, with, with this next gun, you know, you're definitely going to tell the difference between Corey and I. We we, we have the same interests, but it doesn't mean we're going to go about it the same way. And uh, that's that's pretty much the MO for Survival Tech. Um my number one carry gun um, is a Ruger P89DAO. Um, it is a basic, straight-up gun. I mean, it's it groups very well. It's nothing flashy. Um, it's it's a 15 shot, but it's I've got hook grips on it. Um, that was the only thing that I've I've added extra. Um, but it is it's, it's got a real heavy trigger pull, and I love it. Um, it does not have a safety on it. It does not have a decocker, you know, because it is double action only. It is just a basic cock the gun and go. And uh, I love that gun. It's it's extremely smooth shooting. Um, I've never had a malfunction in that gun. And I've fired everything from, you know, your, your more expensive ammo um, all the way to the um, the Russian surplus like the Wolf and and some of the, the, the dirtier ammo. And... Uh, I've never had a malfunction. That gun has cycled everything that I've thrown at it. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the uh, Ruger. Um, I don't like heavy trigger pulls. Um, that's my my main uh, con, I guess, um, about that gun. Um, I've, tr- I've tried it, um, tried it several different times, and I just can't get past that big, long, heavy trigger. Uh, that's just not, not what I like. My number two primary gun um, is my Magnum Research Baby Eagle 9mm. That is, is, is in a compact frame. Um, it's a smooth shooting, nice tight group, um, nine millimeter, easy to get back on target. It's just, oh, I, I love that gun. Um, there's not a whole lot to really, you know, I can't think of anything bad. I've never had it jam on me. I've never had it, you know, any type of malfunction with it. Um, it does have a decocker. It does have a safety. Um, I feel safe um, leaving one in the chamber. Um, when I'm out and, you know, in my vehicle, um, it, it's just a, a great shooting gun. Um, I highly recommend Magnum Research. Um, I need to get, you know, more magazines for it, um, which are a little on the expensive side and hard to come by. Uh, not many of the, uh, gun dealers around here carry, um, any type of, uh, magazines, you know, for the Magnum Research, unless it's the big, you know, 50 cal. Uh, that seems to be the only one that they have. They don't have any of the baby eagles, which is kind of disappointing. Um, but my number one carry gun um, that I would prefer to carry, especially um, in some of the more uh, dangerous situations, is my Glock 20. Uh, my Glock 20 is in 10 millimeter. Um, it's just, it's got a nice light trigger. I think factory is five and a half pounds. Um, I have the parts to reduce it to the two and a half trigger pull. Um, with the Glocks, the safeties are built into the triggers. Um, it's called safe action only. Um, or I believe it's safe action only. Um, and I just, I just, I love my Glock. Uh, you can get a slide to change it from the 10 millimeter to a 40 cal, um, which would be cheaper ammunition, because that is the, the biggest downfall to the Glock 20. 
This is not 10 millimeters are so expensive. I think the last time I bought a box of 50, um, they were right around $30 for a box. Just, just as much as, not, not that you hate my gun, but you don't really prefer my Ruger. Right. Because it's not what I hate it. Right. Because of the trigger pull. Your gun is scary because of the trigger pull. Um, I don't know how many of you have actually shot a Glock that has been worked over to lighten up that trigger pull. You, you barely squeeze it. You barely touch it and the thing goes off. Um, it's extremely nice, you know, if you're doing quick shooting, um, double tapping. Um, it, it seems like once you get used to it, um, you can recover and um, acquire your, your uh, target acquisition a lot better. Um, but it is it is extremely hard to get, get used to, at least for me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm used to that, that real heavy trigger, and I know that I've got a halfway point on that trigger before... The hammer will actually break over and and, and hit that, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, put it into perspective. It's, it's neat. It's a very neat gun, and the round itself is just amazing. To put it into perspective, once I finally get mine um, transferred over to the two and a half pound trigger, there will be ten pounds of trigger pull between my my Glock and Matt's Ruger. Mm -hmm. Ten pound trigger difference. That's a bunch. Yeah, it is. It is because. I don't. I don't know. I. I still can't get used to it. But I'll be able to sneeze and mine go off. <laughs> I don't know if you really want to do that with control. Right. Yes, with control. <laughs> well, shoot, buddy. I think that's that's pretty much the show. So um, before we go, mm -hmm. um, we do want to say to make sure that you check us out our, our website, which is www.survivaltech.webs.com. Um, Post to our forums, join our, our members page. Um, there is a there's um, pages on the side for pictures and for uh, videos. Um, that is open to our members to put pictures and videos on there. Yep. Um, so feel free to um, start you know sending us information and you know so email us. You want right? Yeah, email us at survival.tech at yahoo.com. That is survival.tech. That's period. Dot tech at yahoo.com and check out the youtube channel survival tech podcast and don't forget that once we get 25 members we will be doing a uh, a join for a small prize package that matt and i will be putting together over the next few weeks all right Corey and our audience we'll be talking to you later and stay alive america Okay.